Praise God. God's good. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Lord, thank you for this privilege that we have, that we can come into your house. Lord, that we can look into your word. Lord, that we can glean from your word tonight. Lord, I just pray that as we look, Lord, I pray that you would be with each and every one of us, Lord. And right now, Lord, I just lay everything aside. And Lord, that your anointing may move and flow. Lord, that you would open up my heart that I may speak the very things what the Holy Spirit would have me to say. Lord, I pray that every heart would be receptive to your word tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Tonight I want to talk about your dreams. Um, I guess my title would be Don't Forget Your Dreams. You know, there's many times that we've said, boy, I would really like to do this. This is something I really desire in my heart. The time goes, and we never come to the reality of it. We never see it come into focus. We never get to, to really experience. Tonight I'm going to talk about our dreams. At the end of our day, after the dinner dishes have been put away, our daily chores are complete, and the news and nightline is over. We go to bed to get our rest so that we can, we can do it all over the next day. Who relates? <laughs> Every day. Sometimes something takes place between the time we go to bed and to the time we get up the next day. We dream. Our dreams usually are derived from things that happened the day before or from, our, from some experiences that, look, that took place. Well, there is a glare right here. I'm, I'm kind of having to shift around. Excuse me here. Derived from things that happened the day before or from some other experiences that took place back as far as our childhood. Some dreams we have no idea where they came from. Most of our dreams are vivid and seem very real at the time we're dreaming. However, when we awake, they're gone. <clears throat> a matter of a few minutes, we cannot remember what we dream. As hard as we try, the dream is gone. There's another type of dream that does not occur when we sleep. In fact, we are very much awake. Many of these dreams are based on our personal desires. We set goals to be a certain place at different stages in our life. It may be a place of financial security by the time we are 40. It may be reaching a certain level of education. It may be a place of financial stability by the time we retire. We may have dreams for our children to be doctors and lawyers. They have dreams for our children to have a better future than we experience. These dreams, along with other dreams, are good and commendable. But I must ask the question, has God been factored into your dreams? 
as God been factored into your dreams? Have you considered Him? Have you consulted God about your dreams? So many times we just kind of go off our own ways. This is what I want to do. But we never just go back and say, God, what would you have me to do? There's nothing wrong with having the abundance of finances or seeing these things come about. But are we trying it on our own? Are we doing it ourselves? Or have we asked God to come in and move in our life to help us achieve our dreams and make His dreams our dreams? Psalms 37.3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. You need to learn to trust God with your dreams. You need to put it in His hands. And remember that without faith, it is impossible to please Him. You've got to believe that these things will take place. Uh, the Word also says, and do good. Do what is right in God's eyes, not what's right in our eyes. We've got to be honest. We've got to be truthful. must be kind and gentle. And treat people the way you want to be treated. Sometimes people try to go after the dreams, and it doesn't matter whose expense they they hurt somebody. Well, you know, I'm, I'm after my dream. It says also to dwell in land and feed on His faithfulness. If you trust Him, <clears throat> excuse me. If you do good, if you do what is right in His eyes, the word says you will dwell in the land. That flows with milk and honey. You will be fed. You will be blessed. And you will be kept by His faithfulness. We've got to know that God is always faithful. He doesn't lie. He's always faithful. Psalms 37, 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Got desire? Have you delighted yourself in the Lord? Have you just really just got down and just worshipped Him and thanked Him and just uh, let Him minister to you? Delight yourself also in the Lord. Learn to take pleasure in Him. Learn to let praise continually proceed from your mouth. And let your meditations be on the Word and His goodness. says, He will give you the desires of your heart. It is His good will to fulfill your dreams. He wants the very best for you. He wants to do things for you. He loves you. God enjoys giving good gifts to His children. He will give you the desires of your heart because you trusted Him and you done what was good in His eyes. Again, it's been faithful unto Him doing what is right. He will give you the desires of your heart because you delighted in Him and because of His faithfulness to you. Psalms 37, five says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him and He will bring it to pass. 
give yourself to Him and don't hold back. God, I, here I am. Take me. We must be obedient to His Word. Must be obedient to His Word. Make your just said this while ago. Make His desires your desires. You ever ask God what does He desire for you? You know, we we make up our mind. This is what I want to do. But God says, you know, I've got something even better for you. But yet we get so focused on our own selves and our own things, and we lose track of what God really wants to do in our lives. <clears throat> Again, the Word says to trust Him. He will make your dreams, your desires, a reality. He'll do it. But it will be in His time, the right time. Don't get ahead of God. Because it hasn't happened today or yesterday doesn't mean that it's not coming. Your dreams will be fulfilled. Praise God. There's another type of dream. It's the kind of dream that comes from God's heart to our heart. It's a dream that is bigger than we are. It's a dream that we can never accomplish in our own abilities. It is God's dream for us. It's God's desire for us. It's God's will for your life. I tell you what, you can have all the money in the world, but if you had a God's will, you're a person that's most miserable. Best place you can be is in the will of God. The will of God says you need to be in a foreign country and not living in the best of conditions. But I tell you what, unless you fulfilling God's will, it will never leave you. If God has said, this is what I want. It's a dream that God places in our heart. It's a dream that overshadows all other dreams. Not that our other dreams are no longer important, but the level of their significance are lessened by a dream that is far greater. It is a dream that comes... With a calling. The dreams were manifested to us in many different ways. It's very personal. Each dream, each calling has was heartfelt. God was speaking to you. Now some of you, God has got a call on your life. Some of you not, have not seen it fulfilled in your life yet. Some of you have not said yes to the call of God yet. And you will not be happy until you do. But when you say yes, you don't have to know the details. You know, I've talked to a lot of people that have been called to the ministry. You know, how am I going to go to school? How am I going to do all this? That doesn't matter. First thing you do is say, yes, Lord, I will do what you ask of me. And let Him work out the details. But yet, because we can't see a way, we kind of shrug back from what God has for us. God was speaking to you. God was speaking to me. For some of us, God spoke to our heart. 
You heard his voice. For others, God spoke to you in a vision. For others, God spoke through his word. And others, you just knew it. You knew what you're supposed to do. You knew what God's will was. We all felt the excitement of God moving in our lives. There's, there were visions of great things to come. We were going to accomplish great things for God. But something happened. Some lost their dream. Have you lost your dream tonight? At one time, God says, this is what I really want you to do in your life. And you were really excited. But when it comes to this day and this time, it's no longer exciting. It's no longer felt like it was. You've lost the dream. It didn't happen all at once, but a little here and a little there. And before you knew what happened, it was gone. Satan stole your dream. You allowed the cares of life to choke it out, and perhaps it was through temptation and sin. Because of the sin, perhaps you feel that God no longer loved you and no longer worthy to have God's dream fulfilled in your life and turn back on God's will. Perhaps you turn your attention back to old past dreams. Seeking satisfaction. This causes a great void, and the thoughts of what could have been presses down on your mind. You know, I really feel like this is for some people here tonight. Uh, you know, I don't think me being up here saying this is by chance. I think there are those that have just kind of laid down those things that God had put on your heart. Paul told Timothy, it's time to stir those gifts back up. Tonight, you need to stir the gifts up in your life again. God doesn't give you something to take it away. He doesn't re take a call back and say, well, no, you're not going to have this anymore. The call is still just as real today as when He first called you. Time to say yes again. You're not too old. It doesn't matter what age you are. Amen. Sometimes Christians fail to remember that God is a merciful God. And in our shame, we have a tendency to run from God instead of running to God. I've seen it over and over. I'm not doing right, or you're not doing right, and all of a sudden, instead of running to God, you run away from Him. I think that's happened in the Garden of Eden, didn't it? Happened to Adam and Eve. Know this that God forgives and He restores you. God can make all things new again. When God forgives, He forgets. He'll take you from right where you are right now. He said, okay, he'll brush you off. He says, let's go again. Let's do it. 
Come on, trust me. I'll show you. You'll never bring it up again, but Satan will. Satan is the accuser. He'll come to you and say, Boy, you know, you, you remember back when you really blown it back at this time, or you, you didn't do this, or you didn't do that, or this is something you did do, and, you know, God's not going to forgive you for that. He's the great accuser. Satan is great at condemnation. Condemn, condemn, condemn. He will remind you how bad you were and how God is very upset with you. He will remind you how hard it is and God's calling was only a figment of your imagination. You've got to remember that He's a liar. He's the father of all liars. There's no truth in Him. Whenever Satan tells you something, you just might as well count on the opposite being true. He'll tell you, oh, you're no longer, you're not going to be healed. Well, you're going to be healed. It's already done. Whatever he tells you, the opposite is true. Tonight, receive God's forgiveness. The next thing you need to do is forgive yourself. Sometimes we're our, our own worst enemies. We can't forgive ourselves for the things that we've done in this life. But God forgave you. So forgive yourself. You will never get past your failures until you forgive yourself. As long as you place yourself under condemnation, God's dream for you will never be accomplished. John 8.36 says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Jesus will set you free. If you want to be free, He'll set you free. It's only through Jesus that we can begin fresh and new. You want to start all over again? You can do it through Jesus Christ. It's up to us to keep our freedom. Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. God will do His part if we will do our part. Amen. Second Timothy 1.6 says, Stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. You must stir up the gift. You must fan the flame in one translation. It will not just happen. Jeremiah 10.12 says for us to break up the fallow ground. That means you've got to get out there and work it. Try hard. Work hard. If you want the flame of God to be stirred up in you again, just keep on seeking God. Keep on praying to God. Keep on praising Him. Keep on loving Him. Allow His love to touch you. We must prepare our hearts to receive the seed of the Word. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. God did not set us up for failure. But through 
And by him, his will and his dreams for us can be fulfilled. He has given us the power by the Holy Spirit to live an overcoming life. He has given us a spirit of love. takes his love to accomplish his dream. Love is the strongest force known to man. When we are empowered by his love, nothing is impossible. He has given us a sound mind. We do not have to be burdened down with anxiety and depression. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace. His mind has stayed on you because he trusts you. Want to have peace? Trust God. That's all it takes. Just trust him. Trust him for what his word says. And you'll be in perfect peace. Some of you have laid down your sword. You allowed others to fulfill what God has placed in your heart. There was a story of Catherine Kuhlman. And God, uh, you know, she had a great call on her life, for those who know who I'm talking about. God used her mightily. And she asked God, God, why did you call me? God told her, I asked five other men to do it before you, and they didn't do it. It has been so long that you forgot your dreams. God has not forgotten. It's time to dream again. Stir up the dream God placed in your heart so long ago. Dream again. God is waiting to restore your dream. There is greatness and power within you. And His name is Jesus. Greatness is within us because He lives within us. What can He accomplish through you? You know, there's every one of you, there's greatness in you. You know, we, we look at ourselves, little me. You know, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of education. I can't do this. I can't do that. God didn't ask you what education you got to use you. He didn't ask what credentials you may have. He didn't ask you your age. He didn't ask you what money or what place in life you have. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. How big can you dream? What can you imagine in your mind? Word says, He's able to do exceeding abundantly above. We put God in, in a box so much. Put ourselves in a box. Now, I can't do this. It may cause us to get out of our comfort zones. It may cause us to do things that we just didn't think we could do.
I'd probably tell a story which I wasn't going to tell. Growing up, I was a very shy person. Some of y'all probably heard this before. And um, I was a fearful person. I did not like getting into conversations with people, especially people I didn't know. I have a had a problem being tongue tangled. And you say, though it straighten your mind, but when it comes out, words get all switched around. Very embarrassing. And um, felt dumb. Really felt dumb. I guess that's what's called an inferiority complex. Um, didn't bother me so much around my family, but boy, when I was out, I didn't like it. Uh, a time in my life, I would never have been up here. I would not have done it. You ever get tired of yourself? Being like you are? I got tired of Andy. I got tired of being like me. I didn't want to be like that anymore. I can remember the place where I was sitting in church. And I asked God to change me. I said, God, I just want to be used. You know, what? whatever you want me to do, I, you know, I wasn't dreaming this. <clears throat> God, I just want to be used somehow. I, I felt like I was not being used of God. I felt like I was a defeated Christian all the time. What I didn't realize, what God called me to, would be the very things that I feared. Okay? Um, and it started by uh, God would play something in my spirit and it felt like I was going to explode unless I said something. And I mean, it, it, I would sit there twitching and I would ask the pastor if I could say something. But that's what it took for me to do the things that I feared and to overcome it. You'll never overcome something unless, you know, if you're afraid of heights, you've got to go up high and get over it. Whatever your fear is, you're only going to get over it just by doing it. Well, God placed a call on my life. There's nothing better. I'm not an eloquent person, but it doesn't matter. I just want to be obedient. It doesn't matter what talents you see in yourself. That's not what counts. It's what God can take you and mold you into what He wants you to be. So it's up to you. To accept the call of God. It's up to you to be willing to dream. As long as you keep these things pushed back, 
you'll never really grow. You will never portion of the things of God, you never will be really successful. You've got to be obedient to what God calls you to do. Dream large. There's no limits with God. Allow God's dream to be expressed through you. Dream your dream. By faith, see your dream unfold. Do what it takes to see your dream fulfilled, but don't bypass God in the process. Prepare yourself through prayer and meditation on the Word. One thought on that. If God placed a call on your life, don't wait till you get an opportunity to start. Do your study and then you meditate. Prepare yourself. Start learning the Word. Ask God to teach you the Word by His Holy Spirit. Make yourself available to God, even when it's hard. Be willing to step out of your comfort zone. Seek God's direction and expect and experience your dream to become a reality. How's your dream coming? Have you laid it down? It's time to pick it up again. I tell you what, right now we're living in the most exciting time that the world has ever known. We may be the very ones that see the Lord coming in the clouds. And this is the time that the Joel prophesied about the outpouring of the Spirit. And Peter reemphasized it in Acts. God wants to anoint His people. He wants to use His people. And the thing is, now is not the time to worry about what I can do for myself. Now is the time to do what I can do for God. Now you can be a spectator or a participator in what God's doing. But stir up your dreams. Stir them up and be a participator in what God is doing. We've got a lot of great things in store for us in this church. If you open up your eyes, you can see them. The Spirit of God is here. The Lord's given our pastor a dream. And that includes us in with this dream. We're going to build a building for God's glory. We're going to teach people 
We're going to reach people. Where's your dreams in that church? How, how do you want God to use you as we grow and multiply? By rights, the numbers that we are here, we are to be the leaders as we grow. We're going to be the ones that will be mentoring people as they come into the kingdom. Where's your dreams? And if you don't have a dream, ask God to give you one. Amen. Our gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you. Thank you for the dreams that you've given each and every one of us. I thank you, Lord God, for the call of God that you placed on every one of us. Lord, that every one of us has a place to minister in your kingdom. No one's to be left out. And I ask tonight, Lord God, that you would just once again make those dreams become so real into our spirit. Or that everywhere we look, everywhere we go, that dream would be before us. Or that we may do the work that you've called us to. And Lord, I thank you for the dreams that you've given us, Lord, within our own personal selves. Because God, you want to bless us. God, you want to pour out financial blessings upon us. You want to pour out spiritual blessings upon us. And I thank you, Lord God, for the ability to dream. Thank you, Lord God. And Lord, I pray that as each and every one that goes from this place, Lord, may their heart have been touched, may it be renewed, and may they go forth, Lord God, and do those things that you ask of them. I love you, Lord God, and I thank you, God, again for the privilege of standing before your people to minister your word. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen.